Thanks for listening to our Church in the City podcast. In our series, Unto All, The Sending and Saving Heart of God in Jonah, we're unpacking God's intentional partnership with His people to outwork His desire for everyone to come to know Him and discovering that no one is left unimpacted. Good morning, everybody. I'm very glad to be speaking this morning. Um, I decided that I would dress up a little nicer than that guy on the worship team for you all. Um, and I'm really thankful that only one person threw up during worship today. That was my son. And uh, so thank you all for holding that in. Um, but anyways, uh, I'm excited to, that we're continuing our series in the book of Jonah this morning. Uh, so you can open your Bibles to the book of Jonah. As James said last week, it's kind of in the middle, and it's in, it's in a section called the Minor Prophets. So you're going to see uh, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, all these uh, short pro- prophetic books in the Old Testament. So turn, if you will, to the book of Jonah. Um, as James said last week, we have framed this entire calendar year off of this theme of fulfilling the Great Commission— by obeying the greatest command. So that loving God and loving people is the way we go about fulfilling the great commission that we've been given. And as James spoke last week, that this, this series, this, this, that the book of Jonah is one of the most evangelistic books in the Bible. And it contains this, this sending and saving heart of God. And so we're going we're gonna to recap Last week, very briefly, I'm going to read those first four verses that James read through uh, last week. He set the stage brilliantly for this week. I also want to welcome uh, any of the groundbreakers who are in here. Welcome, you guys. Try to keep things exciting. Um, Okay, here's something exciting. We're going to to, uh, summarize last week's sermon like this. Okay? (laughs) How many of you like emojis? Anybody? Okay, I'm going to read the first four verses of the book of Jonah. I just encourage you to look at these pictures as I read them. Now, the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it, for the evil has come up before me. But Jonah rose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. He paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish, away from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord hurled a great wind upon the sea, and there was a mighty tempest on the sea, so that the ship threatened to break up. So James last week left us in a pinch. He left us with an SOS, that Jonah is on this ship, headed the wrong direction, away from the presence of the Lord, away from the mission to which God told Jonah he wanted him to do, and he's going the opposite direction. And this word of the Lord that was given to Jonah, it it wasn't an easy one, was it? It was a tough one. It was, go to Nineveh and preach against it. Now, if you weren't here last week and you've never heard about Nineveh, you might be wondering, what's so tough about that? Why, you know, why is that a tough word? 
Well, Nineveh in its day, it was the capital city of the Assyrian Empire. And the Assyrians in this day were, were the major superpower in the world. They really dominated the world. They really controlled, and they were, they were the people you do not mess with. And they were actually one of the first uh, um, empires, not just to use violence, but to use excessive violence, of, to build a form of terror in their enemies. They were, in a sense, the first ones to, to be extremely cruel just so people would be afraid of them. And I won't go into details. I, I read some interesting things this week, but since the groundbreakers are with us, <laughs> I'll spare you the details. But the point is this, that, that Assyria was, they were not, it was not, a nice, not a nice empire, especially if, if you were another empire, you know, if you were a threat to them in any way. So the word of the Lord to Jonah is to go to your worst enemy, the people that you probably fear the most, and go deliver my message to them, that, that their sin has come before me, and I want them to turn from it. So just put yourself in Jonah's shoes for a second, and imagine that. Imagine, perhaps, a superpower in the world today that you would be very afraid of going to and speaking for God, uh, of repentance, of, of turning from their ways. And this is the word that Jonah was given. Now, was Jonah's running purely due to fear? Surely, surely there's, some, there's some fear and intimidation there. But James also explained this last week, and I just want to reemphasize this, that that Jonah, yes, there's fear at play here, but there's also this bit of like, God, I don't know if I want you to show mercy to, to Nineveh. I, I almost would rather that you destroy them. <laughs> and, so, and so in a sense, Jonah is not wanting to deliver this message because he knows that his God is merciful. And perhaps he really wants to see Nineveh destroyed rather than saved. And, and we'll, you're, we're going to get to that later in the book of Jonah. You'll see where that comes through again. So there's fear here and there's an unwillingness to, to be a vessel of mercy here as well. And so uh, we need to remember, I, so I just want to show you this map as well. This is crazy. So James mentioned last week that, that Assyria is, is inland and that Tarshish is the opposite way, about as far as you could possibly go. This was the edge of the known world at the time. <laughs> and so this isn't just Jonah going on a vacation instead of delivering the word of the Lord. It's, it's directly like going to the ends of the earth to avoid doing what God has told him. And that visual is just mind-blowing to me. <laughs> I'm going to go to Tarshish. It's way over here. And so this is where Jonah is headed. And this is the SOS situation that we are in, uh, where he is fleeing from God, going as far away from, from fulfilling the mission to which God has given him. As I think about this, I thought about my son, Brave, who, who how many of you parents, when you're a kid, it's like you tell them, hey, we got to change your diaper, dude. It's, it's, it's time to change your diaper. And they run from you to like the other end of the house or something. Or they like lay down or they hide or something. And you're like, buddy, you, you can't hide from me. I'm, I'm, you know, you can go to the end of the house, but I'm just going to come get you. <laughs> right? Like, 
when, when you're two and your parent is trying to change it, like, what are you going to do, really? I mean, you can run, but you can't hide, right? So, so this is kind of what's happening with Jonah. He's, he's, he's being a two-year-old in a lot of ways. He's running from God. Um, okay, so today, uh, the, mess- the title of today's message is Running Away from God. And sub- the subtitle is this, that God's mission continues with and despite his messenger. God's mission continues with and despite his messenger. Steve, uh, two weeks ago, spoke about how the Great Commission has been around. It didn't just start in Matthew 28. It wasn't just a new idea that Jesus introduced into the world. He always wanted his people to be a blessing to all nations. He always wanted to, to influence all other people through, through his people. So he wants his, his people and his messengers to carry his mission. For some reason, God has decided to partner with man. <laughs> it's amazing. It's unbelievable. <laughs> but this is what he wants. And so his mission is ongoing, and it's even happening here in the book of Jonah. And we're going to see that God's mission continues with and despite his messenger. Let's read in Jonah chapter 1, verse 5. We'll continue this story. It says this, Then the mariners were afraid. Okay, so we just said this, this storm has come up. The ship is about to break up. You can imagine this thing is creaking and, and there's loud noises, the waves crashing. And, and the mariners were afraid. And each cried out to his God. And they hurled the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten it for them. Uh, any of the Groundbreakers kids here? I got, a, I got a trivia question for you. All right? So this ship is in a big storm, and the people are throwing the cargo out of the boat. Do you know why they're doing that? Hmm? Maybe this is a physics question? I don't know. Maybe it's... Okay. Anybody know? <laughs> thought I'd try to give a question. <laughs> so they're, they're lightening the boat so that it can float better. Have you ever tried to build a boat, you know, or even playing in the bathtub and you put the weight in it, it's going to sink, right? So this, this storm is so bad, the, the boat is taking on water, it's not in good shape, and they're doing last-ditch efforts. If you're going to throw out your cargo on a boat, you're like, you're forgetting about your, your original intent of your trip, right, to deliver that cargo. <laughs> you're like, uh, we'll do whatever it takes. S-O-S. Save our ship. Throw the cargo. Anyways, little uh, physics uh, fact, I guess. <laughs> Sorry, that kind of bombed, huh? <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> the sailors are very afraid. And they're crying out to their gods. This is, this is the cultural protocol of the day. They're crying out to their gods. Anybody, <laughs> my God, your God. Okay, you pray to your God. You pray to your God. Let's see if they'll spare us in this storm. And, and have any of you been on a ship at sea during a storm? I haven't, but I'm just curious. Has anyone been on a ship? I've been on a ship at sea where it's like the horizon's moving a little bit. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> but I can't imagine being on this boat. So think about this scene for a second. Let's get our heads into this story and flex our story muscles. Let's keep reading. But Jonah had gone down into the inner part of the ship and had lain down and was fast asleep. 
I can't imagine how he was sleeping, but he's sleeping. So the captain came to him. What do you mean, you sleeper? Arise, call out to your God. Perhaps the God will give a thought to us that we may not perish. The captain of the boat, <laughs> they're, they're literally trying everything, right? And they find, hey, there's, there's one more guy on this boat, and he's sleeping. He's not crying out to his God yet. Let's see if his God <laughs> can do something about this. So he says, what are you doing sleeping? Arise and call out to your God, right? Wake up and do something. <laughs> We're all trying here, okay? And I just, I'm just blown away by this statement that the captain makes to him. It's like a slap in the face to Jonah. Like, like hey, Jonah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you have a God. Maybe he could save us. Do you, know, do you know a God that might be merciful? Who could save us, Jonah? Can you imagine that? <laughs> this is like a slap in the face to Jonah, <laughs> to what he knows about his God. Jonah, have you, do, you have, do you know a God like that? Who, 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 who might spare us? Who might give a thought to us that we may not perish? Let's keep reading. It says, they said to one another, I, I, I'm interested here because it doesn't tell us what Jonah does right there. I wish I knew. But, it, but they move on and they say, they say to one another, come, let us cast lots that we may know on whose account this evil has come upon us. So I don't know what happened in between there, but uh, Jonah didn't, either didn't call out to God or, or whatever. I don't know. But they decide, they're like, we, don't, we still don't know for sure what's causing this. Okay, let's cast lots. This is a common practice in the day, in this p- time period. It's a, it's a rolling of the dice, trusting that the gods will determine the, the, the fall of the lot and will, will tell you, you know, what, what you're trying to ask. It's a, it's a sense of divination, if you will. Um, and so they're, they're like, okay, we're going to figure this out. We're going to cast lots. So they cast the lots, and the lot fell on Jonah. So imagine the scene. Everyone's standing around, waiting for the drawing of the lots. And the short stick <laughs> is Jonah's. And have you ever been in this situation where all the eyes in the room turn? And Jonah's standing there. All the eyes turn to Jonah. And now the sailors say to him, Okay, tell us <laughs> on whose account this evil has come upon us. What is your occupation? And where do you come from? What is your country? And of what people are you? They're, they're like, Jonah, spill the beans, man. Where, who are you? And, and how did this come about? There must be an explanation for all of this. And so Jonah answers them. It says, he said to them, I am a Hebrew and I fear the Lord. This word is Yahweh. It's not just the word for God, as in what they were praying to, their gods. It's the word Yahweh. I am Hebrew. I fear Yahweh, the Lord, or sorry, the God of heaven who made the sea and the dry land. Now, can you imagine the sailors hearing these words from Jonah? (laughs) 
So he, he spills the beans. He tells all. He says, yeah, <clears throat> I'm a Hebrew and I fear Yahweh. The God of heaven who made the sea, <laughs> who made this sea that we are all in this situation in, right? And so he says, I worship this God. And, and the, the people of this day, they may or may not have heard of Yahweh. But if they had, they would know that, that the Hebrew people and the worshipers of Yahweh, they, they had the writings of Moses as a, as, a, as a narrative of how all things began. The writings of, of Genesis, the, the Hebrew narrative of, of the origin of man, that God himself created the earth, that he created the sea and the dry land. And Jonah is saying, this is the narrative that I believe in as to the origin of all things. <laughs> and can you imagine the sailors hearing these words? I, I would imagine they would be shocked, saying, oh, you, you know this God who, who made this sea that we're in? Wow, great. Okay, what do we need to do now, right? <laughs> okay, so they say, they say unto him, they're exceedingly afraid. And they said to him, what is this that you have done? This is like the, the origin of, of the phrase, oh no, you didn't. <laughs> it's actually the historical origin of that phrase. <laughs> what is this that you have done? Like you know this God and you have, you have done what you have done to, to flee from him? Why? Oh, no, you didn't, right? You can look that up if you want. Um. <laughs> so Jonah tells them all. It's, he says, it says the men knew that he was fleeing from the presence of the Lord because he told them. So he told them the whole story. He said, I'm fleeing from the presence of Yahweh. <laughs> and this is why this calamity is happening. And, and that he's responsible. And so this is kind of like... The situations in a movie where, you know, whether it's a crime drama or a mafia drama where there's a rat on the inside, right? There's a rat on the boat, <laughs> okay? And now, what do we do about it, right? And so these are the next words. They said to him, what shall we do to you that the sea may quiet down for us? For the sea grew more and more tempestuous. It's getting worse. Things are not getting better. And they say, okay, Jonah, you know this God, right? What do we need to do to you <laughs> to, make this, to make this quiet down? And I, I'm just fascinated by this, this dialogue here. So they're at their last ditch effort. And, and Jonah, he says to them, pick me up and hurl me into the sea. Right? It's funny. You guys are laughing. This, this story, it has such humor. The, the amazing thing about this story, I was going to uh, mention this earlier, but now's a good time, perhaps. Um, have any of you seen the, the movie or show, The Pink Panther? Right? The old ones with Peter Sellers and others. There's something of the comedy of that in the book of Jonah. Where Jonah is this, he's this inept, clumsy prophet here, Right? And, and he's not doing anything right. Um, but in, if you know the Pink Panther, it's like he does all these wrong things, but he ends up, things working out, right? And he looks good in the end. Um, so he, he says, well, this is what I think you should do. You should pick me up and hurl me into the sea. And then the sea will quiet down for you. For I know it is because of me 
that this great tempest has come upon you. Jonah essentially says, you need to kill me. You need to throw me off the boat. This is, this is something of a, a death wish. I mean, think about being in the middle of the Mediterranean, a storm going on. Um, this, is, this is saying, like, maybe if I were dead, then you would be spared. This, this isn't just a, like, hey, guys, just, just throw me off. Like, I'll catch the next boat that's coming by. I'll catch the little Coast Guard cutter. It's going to come around 5 o'clock. It's all good. No, this is like, he doesn't know exactly what's going to happen next. Perhaps he has a hope of rescue. Perhaps he has faith of God's mercy, right? But we don't fully know. But this is what he says to do. He's he's willing to say, look, I might die, but you need to throw me off this boat. (laughs) And so it says, nevertheless, the men rode hard to get back to dry land They're trying everything still. You know, these are nice guys. (laughs) These are really nice sailors. They're doing everything they can. They're rowing hard, but to no avail. They could not, for the sea grew more and more tempestuous against them. There is just no way that they're getting out of this. They have reached their last resort. Verse 14 says, Therefore they called out to the Lord, to Yahweh. It says, Oh, Yahweh, these men who earlier were saying, this God, this God, this God, right? They're saying, Yahweh, let us not perish for this man's life. And lay not on us innocent blood. For you, O Lord, have done as it pleased you. They're saying, we've tried everything, Yahweh. We don't want to kill your, your guy. We don't, we don't want to kill your messenger. We've tried everything else, and and it seems that this is all we have left to do. So please don't hold it against us. (laughs) Right? Let us not perish for this man's life. Please spare us, Yahweh. Please have mercy on us, Yahweh. We've heard that you perhaps are a merciful God. Would you please be merciful to us? This is what they're saying. This is what they're doing. They're praying to the God of the Hebrews now. They're reaching out to him. And they're saying, it seems as though this is what we need to do. And that the, that the sea will come if we throw Jonah overboard. And so verse 15 says, So they picked up Jonah and hurled him into the sea. And the sea ceased from its raging. Wow. Wow. they picked up Jonah and they hurled him into the sea and the sea calms. And it says this, Then the men feared Yahweh exceedingly. Wow. And they offered a sacrifice to Yahweh and made vows. This, This evidence, this great proof of the power of Yahweh that They see it. And they say, wow, we cried out to our gods. We tried every single one we could. (laughs) We threw our cargo out. We rode really hard. We tried everything that we knew to do to get out of this mess. To no avail. 
And now they call upon Yahweh, and they do this strange act, which they're confused about, and they throw Jonah overboard, and the sea ceases. And the men fear the Lord exceedingly. These sailors have an encounter (laughs) with the true God. They have an encounter with the God of the Hebrews, Yahweh. And they respond to him. It says that they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and they made vows. You see, God's great mission continues with and despite his messenger. Jonah is going in the wrong direction. He is fleeing from the presence of God. He is unwilling to fulfill the mission that he has been given. And despite him, there's an encounter between these sailors and Yahweh. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. That God is using, he's, he's used this situation. Even though it wasn't what he wanted originally. He wanted Jonah to go to Nineveh, but he's using this, this folly. Even Jonah's folly. To, to, to continue his mission. <laughs> Praise God that he can use our mistakes and our folly. And he doesn't wish our rebellion, but even when we have run away, even when we have failed to, to speak his message or to be his messengers, he's a great God of mercy. He can use us in amazing ways, dis- with us and despite us. Amen? Even in Jonah's disobedience, God decides to use this to further his mission. The mission is continuing. It's ongoing. So I just want to talk briefly as we bring this into the land about running away from God. I think that the running away that we find in the book of Jonah, is, it's a bit different to what we find in, say, a story of the prodigal son or something like that. This is not Jonah running to, to just seek his own pleasure and live it up and all this kind of stuff. This is Jonah refusing to be a messenger of God. It's, it's refusing to partner with the great commission, right? God's saying, hey, I have a purpose for you, Jonah. I want to use you, Jonah. I want you to be a part of my great commission, Jonah. And this is his, his refusal to do that. Because it's a reluctance of, of what God's mission looks like even to his enemies. The people who maybe he hates in his heart. So maybe he, he doesn't want to see God save them. And so I think we, there's application for this today. Not just in a sense of like, of rebellion, like, oh, I'm just going to do what I want, God, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live it up in sin or something. But in this thing of like, the times when we might be unwilling to, to be God's messengers, to be partnering in his great commission. And God wants to use us. The great commission is a co-mission. It's a partnership. Again, God has chosen to use us. It's amazing. (laughs) It's amazing. And he wants the world to know himself through us. Today, God's mission continues. He wants to use you 
and I. He wants us to partner with him. His mission will continue. And no matter where we live or what time period we live, what nation we live in, or or our status, whatever those things, his mission goes on. His mission is the same. And he wants all believers of all times to partner with him. To partner with him. To join in that mission. And so running away from God is not just like, oh God, we don't like you. But it's actually a refusal to walk into our greatest purpose. It's, it's God saying, I want to use you greatly in my mission. And it's our refusal to, to, to want to be a part of that. God's not going to force us. We're, we're not robots that he, that he controls. But he wants to compel us by his spirit, right? He wants to fill us with his love and his mercy and compel us. And he wants us to choose to join him in his mission. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 says this, that God in Christ Jesus is reconciling the world to himself. This is the great commission that we can choose to be a part of. And so we want to choose today to walk towards that mission, to walk towards even Nineveh, Much rather that than choosing to not be a part of God's mission. To not, to not walk into the purpose to which he, he has for us. And to walk away. Whether that be out of fear or comfort. Or, or even that we might not like those people that he wants us to go to. And so this, this, this going towards Nineveh or choosing to go away from it is the, same, the very same choice that we have today. Maybe God's not telling you to go to the Middle East right now, but maybe he's telling you to go across your street. Maybe his mission for you is with your neighbor, or maybe it's with another neighborhood. Or maybe it is to go across the world to be his ambassador somewhere else. I don't know, but, but will we choose to take up that calling, to take up that great commission that he wants for each and every one of us who believe in him. The last thing I want to say is, is just this question that the captain asked to Jonah. He says, wake up, pray to your God. Perhaps your God will save us. Perhaps your God will save us. I want to declare today... <laughs> That, that God, the God of the Bible, is a God who saves. And, and, and maybe you're out there and, and you've tried other things and you've, and you've worshipped other things and you've worshipped other gods. And, we, and today you want to come to God and say, like that, like that captain did, like, I want to I come to you, Yahweh. <laughs> Because he is a God who saves. Second Peter 3, 9 says this, The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. So, do you know the God who saves today? Do you know this God who created the sea and the land? The God who is merciful to these sailors? 
and the God who is merciful today? Do you know this God? I want to say this phrase that James said last week, that repentance is on the table for all. This is the message of Jonah. Go to Nineveh. Tell them that repentance is on the table. It is available. It is there. And finally this, that God is in the business of saving. God is in the business of saving. And his mission statement is Jesus. But this is what God is about. This is what his mission is about. This is what the Great Commission is about. I'm going to invite Jonathan up to play. uh, And I just want to encourage you this morning to respond in in one or both of of those ways. To choose to go towards the mission that God is, is calling you to. Maybe you think, maybe you haven't heard it. Maybe you don't know what it is yet. That's fine. Let's ask God. What is that? What is that mission that you have for me? What is that purpose that you have for my life, God? If that's how you feel, let's ask him today. But if he has spoken to you, let's choose today to walk towards that thing, to walk towards Nineveh. And you might not know what every step looks like, but what is the next one? And what is the step after that? And how do you move towards that? Let's not choose to run away from those things, even if they're hard or challenging or uncomfortable. Or even if we don't really want God to change that person. <laughs> I'd rather him get that person. But no, let's, let's, let's choose to go towards that. Let's choose to run towards the great mission rather than running away from God. I want to pray as we close, and then we're going to transition and uh, take communion together this morning. Father God, we declare that you are a great God of mercy. And we thank you, God, for your great mission for which you sent your son, Jesus. That, that mission statement, that, that declaration of what you are about that you are about sending and about saving. And so we thank you for Jesus this morning. We praise you for your son, Jesus, that you sent him to save. I just want to invite anybody right now who maybe has not put their trust in that Savior, Jesus. Whether you, whether you have never heard of him or whether you're running away from him or whatever it is, That today, God is merciful. (laughs) That today, his, his mission continues. And his mission statement is the same. That Jesus has been sent to die for you. And if there's anyone today who wants to put their faith in Jesus, I want to invite you now to do that. I want to invite you to respond to the God who has sent and who wants to save and so if that's you, I just invite you to raise your hand and just, just so that I can see that you're there and that I can pray for you. Is there anyone today who wants to put their faith in Jesus?
Is there anyone else? So I just want to pray with those who have raised their hand. And I just want to invite you to come to Jesus. To say, God, I believe that you're a God of mercy. That you're a God of grace. And I believe what I've heard about your son, Jesus. That he was sent to die for me. And so I put my faith in you today, Jesus. I want to know you. I want to know your peace. And I want to join in the purpose and mission that you have for my life. Thank you, Jesus, that today is a day of salvation. That today is a day that we can come boldly to you. That you are merciful and loving God. So we just worship you today. We worship you today. Amen. Thanks for listening to this Church in the City podcast. For more information about our church or to listen to other messages, visit churchinthecity.us.